Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chapel, joined by two former Rabbitohs. Dan Brown, Steve Maven. What's going on, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. G'day, boys. How are we all? Fantastic, mate. Spring in our step once again. Friday morning. We've got a long weekend. We've got the two points in the bag, and you can't get any better than that. It was a massive win, and I just spoke to my dad, Dick, and he said, were the Broncos that bad or we were that good? And I think it might have been a combination of both. Yeah, it seems to... Happened quite a bit this year. I know I said it before, but we always seem to get the two points and have a good weekend and maybe watch the Roosters lose as well. With a bit of luck. What's on the show, chaps? We're going to recap that win over the Broncos last night at Suncorp Stadium, 46 points to nil. We're going to interview with young boom rookie, back rower, Talis Duncan, who's just re-signed with the club up until season 2025. Remembering a Rabbitoh this week is Tommy Anderson, bloke who scored the first ever try for this mighty club. And we also preview Origin 2 at Suncorp Stadium. Big show, let's go. My mate Peter Clark, a botany boy, died on Tuesday up at Southwest Rocks. He suffered a massive heart attack and he was only 58 years old. Now Pete's one of my best mates and he was a lifelong Rabbitoh supporter who played for the Botany Rams. I always remember the story of me and Pete. We, we knocked about a lot as kids, and he's a bit older than me. And we'd go down to the Banks pub, and Pete was like 17, and I was 13, and Pete got asked for ID, and I'd walk straight in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just spoke to our other mate, Dave McAlooney, and he was up there at Southwest Rocks when it happened. He said they tried to save him, but it just was never going to happen. He said Pete was just a character who had little in life, but everyone loved him. All he had was his push bike and his south gear. But he was also a gun touch footy player. So condolences to Jody, Haley, and Jesse. Also Maury, Trent, Kaz, the whole family. We're all gutted and we think the funeral might be next Friday coming up. So Yeah, sad news, Mavo. Pete was a tremendous fella. And uh, rest in peace, mate. Condolences to all the family. Pete always gave you time. Whenever you seen him in the street, I mean, I live in Botany myself, he'd be always riding past on his bike or, or walking past just near Borley Oval. He'd always stop and say g'day. Always gave you his time. And, yeah, look, sad, sad news. And also condolences to his brother, Dean, who I forgot to mention. And we only saw him last week at Redfern. I was only talking about Mad South Pete. and Dean yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 I was only asking about Pete when we were talking to 
Dean at Redfern. How's he going? And up there at Southwest Rocks. And like you said, Mac is always up there talking to him. Well, looks sounds like Botany lost a legend there. So rest in peace. They did. Pete. And it's just a shame he'd moved up to Southwest Rocks in his retirement, and they were loving it up there. It's a beautiful place, and we've been up there and stayed with him a few times. And it's not going to be the same without him, and I'm, I'm gutted about it. Maybe do you think the funeral will be down here? I think it will be. Yes, that's that's what I'm hearing, and it's going to be a big day. So we'll move on. We put some banners up yesterday, and we did a bit of street talk, and chaps got involved, and we also did some cricket talk down at Coogee. We met Simona, an international cricketer from Bangladesh, who is our newest subscriber on Rabbitohs TV. And if you're not subscribed yet, we still need another 404 people to subscribe to take us to that 1,000. Big Latrell Mitchell fan. She's a huge Latrell Mitchell fan, but she's a big star. And she plays for Bangladesh, got 56,000 followers on Instagram, and Bangladesh are red and green. And so now that she's a Rabbitohs fan, she said it was meant to be. And she she said, oh, I'd love Latrell Mitchell to follow me. So I did a little video and shared it. And we tagged Latrell, and her dreams come true. Now Latrell has followed her back, so thanks for that, mate, helping and he, out. And he retweeted it out there on his um, Instagram there. He, yeah. he reshared yeah. it on Good there. Good on you, Latrell. She's an all-rounder. So she lives here, obviously. Like, uh, yeah, she's come out here. She plays for Bankstown. Yes. Okay. In, in the local competition. Now, Bankstown is a high-profile cricket club. The War Brothers actually played there. Mark, Steve. Mm. Yep, and she played for the uh, Dan Dune, played for the Bankstown Club. So, and she's a leg spinner. We asked her. She said, "You know, leg spin's probably my strength." But then Norman Koshinek, who I was on cricket with Norman Koshinek, who's a bit of a legend, is helping us out. He said her batting is one of her strengths. And I actually looked at one of her videos on YouTube. She's a gun batsman. She's like Michael Slater in the nets, just very correct and can hit the ball. So we'll share that on our website webpage as well. They're always, um, yeah, they're always a bit left field. The old the leg spinners, aren't they? Yep. It was a little bit, yeah, a little bit quirky. So I'd have to have a session in the nets, and oh. yep, yeah, and we'll should be too good for us boys, I think. Yeah, yep, and we'll collaborate with her because we want her fifty six thousand followers to follow us, and we'll follow them. And why does she bowls a googly? We'll have to <laughs> ask her. We'll have to ask her. <laughs> well, all them leg spinners have got the googly, the mm. wronging, mm. so to speak. None better than the great man himself, Shane Warne. He's an off spinner, isn't he? No, he's a leggy. Oh, well, she's an off-spinner, I think. I got it wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Greg Matthews was an offie, mate. Yeah, and, uh, Nathan Lyon, he's an offie. Yeah. Robbo, talking sport, he's an offie. We'll have to clear that up if she's off or leg, but it doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's a rugby league show. She's here, a but... spinner. Come in, spinner. She's a spinner. Bowling. I just want to give a shout-out to, well, not so much a shout-out, but my hat goes off to Paul Gallon, boys, uh, for that boxing match during the week uh, he didn't win the fight but geez, he won a lot of people over with, with the the way he performed and look Jizzy uh, took a, a bit of a beating against that monster Justice Hooney and mate what a tough tough bloke I watched the fight at the Banks Hotel and I did have a beer for my mate Pete who'd passed away but it was a brutal contest, and Gal just showed how tough he was because he got rocked more than a few times by Hooney. He was under barrage the whole time, mm. and it was a, he was in a different class. I hadn't seen Hooney fight before, and he's mm. just he was just too big, too much reach, yeah. too powerful, and now we can get behind Hooney when he goes to the Olympics because if he fights like that, he's going to be hard to beat by anyone. But, yeah, Gal showed a lot of toughness to stay on his feet 
till the very end, and then it was a bit of a shame that he couldn't last it, mm. last out. But I, I think Hooney wanted to put him away to prove that he, you know, that he didn't couldn't stay with him. Well, after that farcical um, fight over there in the USA, where. Floyd Mayweather Jr. fought a YouTuber who was 15 mm. kilos heavier than it was a joke of a fight. It was a sparring session. A bloke like Paul Gallen, who people have knocked him, saying, oh, you know, he's taken it away from the boxers. But at the end of the day, Australian boxing um, would, would be pleased with that result. I'm not saying they didn't want Gallen to win, but mm. a bloke like Hooney has got a huge future in the sport, 22 years of age. Mm. Um, you can see the way he fights. He, he, you know, he's got all the body shots. He's got the reach. He's got movement. He'll only get better. Um, who he's knows? very classy. Five, five, ten years' time, if he keeps developing, he might end up getting a, a world title. Who knows, mate? To mm. be honest, Hooney's probably the first boxer that Gallant's fought. He's fought a lot of ex-sportsmen oh, turned boxers, mm. but Hooney is yeah. a dead-set boxer. Well, well, he's fought some um, former heavyweight champions, but they were sort of at the back end of their career. Yeah, well, Big Daddy, like, he wasn't he wasn't at his best, you know, but... He, yeah. Yeah, but... Mark Hunt was sort of coming from well, a different he, sport. He, yeah, different you know, sport, yeah. you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Junior Paulo, a uh, couple of the other blokes he fought, uh, you know, rugby league players turned boxers. But Justice Hooney, well, mate, he, he's a superstar in this game. In the making, yeah. yeah. And, and Gallen gave away 17 years in age. Reach? Heap, what about of, the reach? A heap of weight, heap of reach. So for him to last as long as he did, not many people can do that. And I, that's one of the reasons why Gal's gone as far as he has because being a former gun football player he can cop those shots well, it's a big mm. big tick to the sport that we love rugby league that one of our former champions Paul Gallen can, can mix it with a heavyweight champion like that I know he sort of was a little bit outclassed most of the fight but just shows what a tough sport rugby league is yeah I heard him interviewed after the fight the next day and the reporter asked if the family wants him to fight on and he said the young bloke watched the fight for the first time and he said, no, he doesn't want him to fight his <laughs> missus. Well, I don't think she's a big fan of it. But to be honest with you, you know, the way he got belted in, in that fight, uh, it'd be hard for him to say, I want to have another fight. Exactly. 39 years old. He's probably had a shitload of knocks playing footy. Big payday, but. Protect, yeah, well, the if yeah. money's the... Op- Over yeah. a million bucks. Yeah. And he's a prize fighter. That's what he said. He only fights for the money. Yeah, I and mean, he did have a bit of a shot at... Just as saying, oh, you need to talk up your fights and that a bit more, but it yeah. might not be his style. He's a 22-year-old bloke who lets his craft do the talking in the ring. He seems like a nice fella. Yep. Shout out to Gavin Nerney, who sent us a message on Instagram about how he's been travelling around Australia for the last nine months and loves our podcast. It's kept him sane in the car with the four kids. He also told us how he bumped into two other Rabbitohs fans in remote Coobapiti, and they swapped bunny stories. So we're everywhere, boys, even in the middle of Australia, when you wouldn't expect to see anyone and you see two guys there and you're swapping bunny stories. We certainly are. Ian Lamb also sent us a story, and he said he loves listening to us every week, and he liked the Dave Taylor. Remembering a Rabbitoh. Remembering a Rabbitoh, thank you. And he now lives up in Yapoon, where Dave Taylor's living. So he sees him up there. And Ian is... You can't miss him. You can't miss him. And Ian has been raising money for MND at his local Coles supermarket. So he's a good bloke. And he said, I always represent the greatest club on earth, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He appreciates the work we do and loves listening to us every week. So thanks for that, mate. Good on you, Ian. Now, a shout-out to the Top 4 podcast. 
but taking us behind the scenes like they do each and every week. Now, this week's episode, they talked about when Peter Mamazoulis made his debut and how Damien Cook presented him with the jersey. And the speech Damien Cook said, Jeremy Monaghan said he was ready to run onto the field. Because <laughs> Cookie said, you wouldn't play with a better spine. You wouldn't play with a better pack of forwards. And then also, he said that Thomas Spur just went up to, because Peter's mum and dad were in the dressing room. Thomas Spur just went up to them and said, look, I'll look after him. So this is one of the highlights of this top four podcast, that they give us unique, exclusive Rabbitohs content you won't get anywhere else. Yeah, someone like Ello on there who gets to meet um, the families of these young players and all that as he signs them, blokes like Talis Duncan who we've got in the studio today. Um, just, to, just to hear the behind-the-curtain, so to speak, um, uh, talk and all that. and yeah, It's fantastic, man. I love that podcast. Yeah, I love it too. It's, I've said it before. We can relate to a lot of the content that they talk about because of the players that they mention and it's like going behind the scenes in the dressing room. We can just imagine... Of the feeling that that young kid was going through, and also um, the debut. Uh, they talked about debuts, and and Ello had a midweek debut against a combined Brisbane side, which is almost like a Queensland State of Origin team. Um, and and then obviously Jeremy, who's done a hell of a lot of work in the media at the South Sydney over twenty years, said, "Well, Craig Wing had a similar story too. Mm-hmm. You know, Craig Wing considered his debut was a charity shield." Um, I don't know about you, Blake. Did you just get to play a midweek game in first grade before you? I did. Yeah, mine was a midweek game as well. Played the Bulldogs. I can't remember. I can't remember where it was. It was in one of them country towns, similar to Ella. Was the Panasonic Cup or the Tooth Cup back in the day? And I was only a young bloke coming through, and they had the likes of Peter Tunks, Cement Gillespie, Joe Thomas. So they had a a really enforced forward pack. And once again, yeah. A midweek debut, but great times. And yes, in 87, I played some trials of first grade, so I feel like I'd played first grade with the first grade team, but it doesn't actually count towards your stats. And just to clear up, we talked about Peter Mamazoulis' parents. His dad, Theo, actually played for Waterloo. With, last week we said it was Mick Paneris, but it was actually Mick Paneris' brother, George. And in that Waterloo team were former Rabbitohs Alan Nuts Nelson and Craig Weeks. So... He's a very well-known guy, Theo Mamazoulis. Yeah, and also they mentioned they had a, a very good meter. I think he got up to 10 or 12, very good. Um, we're going to do another meter on this show, Jeremy, and this is, this is dedicated to you, mate. We're gonna, every time Mavo mentions his career, we're going to count it. I think we're already up to – is that one already? One already, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's fine. So we, for listeners of the show, we called out Jeremy for saying very good a lot on the show, and he was saying it a lot. And to his credit, he's trying to limit that now, and he's saying excellent. And they've got a very good meter. But, look, Jeremy, we love your work, mate. So we love the banner between the two shows. But as we've said, sensational show they do. Works in beautifully with ours. Their content and our content is, we feel like, something that all Rabbitohs will enjoy. All right, boys. We'll recap that big win over the Broncos last night. 46 points to blot. And that probably would have pleased Wayne the most. The zero score line. Even though late in the game they got a few offloads away and all that and threatened us a little bit. But um, uh, we, we sort of got off to a, a nice start. I thought the Broncos got off to a good start. Their front rowers mm. were really playing well. Yeah, they were getting some and good meters. Payne Haas. Matt Lodge. Uh, Matt Lodge. They played, they played really well. But eventually we, we got them on that, that left-hand side. But it was a bit of a variation. We sort of we normally play out the back there. Cody was, sort of had 
had the numbers out the back, and instead he did a flick pass, a beautiful flick pass, back into our superstar Latrell Mitchell, and Jesus, good luck stopping him from there. Well, mm. Cody had some sort of football game, didn't he? And that flick back inside the Latrell was just a highlight, but that's usually the lethal left, and they were on again last night. They were unstoppable, the lethal left, but I think I called it the rare right last night, and the rare right swung into action, and we saw Campbell score a double, and Tane Milne score his first try for the Bunnies on the right there after a beautiful ball from our debutant, Blake Taff. How good was it? He we, came on. We did on. look good on the right when Blake went to fullback. My word, we did. Yeah, oh, look, we, we can attack both sides of the ruck. Don't worry about that. Mm. And yeah. also up the middle, and our boy, Hame Sele. Congratulations, mate. First try in the NRL, and it was a beauty. He beat the meat of the Broncos pack. I think he carried Payne Huss over as well. Carried Payne Huss over. Tell, you, tell your grandkids about that. First yeah. try in the NRL. And, and, and Matt Lodge left them both in in their in his wake and scored under the post. He, he's mm. a he's a fair player. This is Harmo I think we've got him again next year. Mm. So and he's sort of that that smaller forward. Um, and the way the game's played today, where it's all a bit of a war of attrition at the moment. Mm. Fitness is, is huge. He, he looks like he's in real good nick, boys. Well, he was brilliant, and I was actually thinking that last night when he was getting so much involvement in the game. Is people were asking why Jaden missed out on the seventeen. And look no further than a bloke like that who's come out, putting himself on the line and having a blinder, ran for heaps of metres, scores a try, and we've called him the ham salad. We might have to think of something tougher than the than ham that. salad, <laughs> huh? Put a bit of chilli on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey? But ham, boys, uh, ham look, on the bone. Uh, we just mentioned a, a fair few players, but there was none better than our superstar number 13, Cameron Murray. Now, he's going to be a real superstar of this game, not only for this club, but for rugby league in general, boys. Well, he already is, isn't he? He is. He definitely is. He gives his all every time he takes the field. He hardly makes an error. Mm. He's involved in pretty much every set of the game, and, mm. you know, he's uh, he's on his way to being a, a superstar. And well, Yeah, well, Singles, Scotty Singles, big friend of the show, reckons he's a next immortal, lock him in. Yep. But his stats for the game was, I think it was 27 runs, ran for over 200 metres, 37 tackles, four offloads. He couldn't have done much more. And the little kick chase repeat set. Kick chase, yeah. Repeat set. Yeah. What can he do, Brownie? Well, look, he, he does everything. He makes yards with the ball. He gets quick play of the balls. He offloads. He ball plays. He plays a link man to the halves. He runs a lead runner how it should be run. And like you just said, mate, we even put scrubber kicks in. And chases them down and forces repeat sets. Mm. Mate, there's nothing this bloke can't do. Like you said, he's turned the ham salad under for a try. He, look, he didn't get credited with a try assist, but we'll, we'll give it to you here, yeah. Cam. Mm. We'll give you a try assist for that one. And it worked out good that we put a big score on the Broncos. So it was, the stage was set. They took Latrell off, give him a rest, because he's got to play Origin next week. Taffy comes on, and I actually filmed Taffy a few weeks ago, warming up doing a quick ball, putting someone in space. Mm. And it's gone a bit viral, that video. And we'll share that on the episode webpage. But he comes out and does it in the game. Quick ball, puts Tony on over. So we all know what he can do. And then later in the game, he showed a bit of footwork, nearly made a half break. I would have loved to have seen him slice through, but that's what he brings. He's, he's an exciting prospect, and he's going to fit right into this team. Yeah, definitely. And just going back to the team from a performance overall I thought we started really well uh, we weren't making too many errors I think around the 30 minute mark we were completing around 88% then the errors started to creep into the game 
And look, we ended up with a 69% completion rate, which is not great, with 13 errors. And look, we need to eradicate them from our game if we're going to be a serious contender in the competition. Once we do that, and I'm confident we will do it because it happens every year. We tend to just get through the season making a few little errors here and there. But uh, at the back end of the season, when it counts, I'm sure our ball control will be up around the high 80s. And that's where it needs to be when you're playing the sides like Melbourne and Penrith. And also our bench. We got great production out of them again. And they all ran for big metres. And that's just what you want. It's what you need from you mentioned it was a brutal game poor old Nico comes out cops a heavy knock Claret coming out everywhere goes off he's good enough to come back on comes back on with the headgear we thought who's this guy didn't know who he was cops another head knock so, yeah, and, and, he, and he got 26 minutes out but they were a tough 26 minutes he started the game well um, Nico he, he got us out of, he laid a good platform and then and then the role of Thomas Burgess Oh, Outstanding. Big Tommy. How's, how's his health anyway, Nico? Do we end up checking on him? Yeah, we've just spoken to him and he says, yeah, all good. Just a few stitches and a bump on the head. Rest up with a long turnaround. I'll be ready to go for the Tigers. Oh, there you go. Yeah, how tough is he? Oh, yeah. goes, mate. No, he's really enjoying his new role starting. Mm. And I think Tom Burgess coming off the bench, chaps, it's really suiting his game at this time of his career. Yeah, he had nearly 130 metres in the first half coming off the bench, Thomas, and oh, uh, finished mate. up with a, a, the buck 85, so it's not a bad not a bad output from the big fella. And speaking of roles, just made me think, our boy Benji Hongha, five different roles. Congratulations on the birth of your second child to you and the missus. Dwayne, give him the week off, mm. Benji, and a uh, well-deserved rest, but mm. at the end of the day, you'll probably be, come back straight back into the side. It's not bad timing. Yeah. Um, you know, we can have a few weeks. We're not playing next weekend again, so... Mm. Give the old fella and the old legs a rest. Yeah, but you know what? There is a dilemma now. We have a wealth of riches, and we've got probably about 20 that can make this 17 now. So... That's what you want. If you're going to go a long way in this competition, you've got to have that depth, and you've got to have a full squad, and it's well, exactly what... are putting their hand up, Brandon. It's exactly yeah. what Penrith well, did last year. Well, let's Aquinas look at... Hosty. Wasn't look, he good last year? I'm real. That's what I'm saying off the bench. And let's let's go through a couple of the names. We've got The Source, probably healthy. We've got Jaden Sewer playing State of Origin. We've got Benji Marshall, one of the greatest halves of all time. There may not, there may not be spots for them in the 17. We've also got now young Taffy knocking on the, on the door. Jed Le- Cartwright. Jed Cartwright. Liam Knight can't get a run. Liam Knight. And he was good last week, Lou. Yeah, and yeah. look, and you've got to be proud of blokes like Jacob Host and Hame Sallow that are dead set, taking it with both hands and forcing... Tane Milne. Tane Milne. They're Force, all taking their opportunity. Well, they're forcing Wayne Bennett to keep him. That's right. You can't... You're not dropping any one Jackson of those Paulo, three. Jackson Paulo, he might come into calculations later on. There you go. That's a bloke we haven't spoken about for a while. So. We're in a really good position, boys, at mm. probably around the halfway mark of the season, coming through this origin period. We've won two games now. There's no game next weekend. We've got one more game through the origin period. If we can get away with three wins, uh, it's going to be a real big bonus towards the end of the season. 100% it will be. And uh, it would be remiss of us not to talk about the, the debut of Blake Taff. Long awaited. You know, I've been looking forward to, to seeing him play. Mm. And he didn't disappoint, boys. He looks electric out there. He looks sharp on his feet. The speed's there. Mm. He seemed to be in the right position a lot of times on those set plays where he yeah. did a Poked little... his nose through a couple of times off mm. his 
Stepped off his right and he, nearly he went through. He backed up Keon on a nice offload there. Like, he really sniffs around the ruck. And not, I'm not saying Latrell didn't. I think Latrell certainly did in the first half as well. But mm -hmm. And a nice um, little try assist, like Mavo said. Yep. Tatane Milne just done his job. Didn't overplay the pass. That's right. Yep. Exactly like Peter Mamazoulis the week before. Didn't overplay the hand. Mm. Just went out there, done the simple things right. Mm. Pushed around the ball. But what, and yep. a well, great debut. Well done on the coaching staff for, for getting blokes like Peter and Blake up to speed, it's, it's not easy, Brownie. You know, like we've got a fantastic coaching staff, and we should be—they should be proud of themselves for, for the job they've done so far. But what Taffy proved is that he belongs in this grade, and if they need to put him in there, he won't let yeah. anyone down. He might, you know, he mightn't get another opportunity all year, mm. but he's got a taste for it. Mm. He and knows what it's about, and he'll be keen to get another run. And the club really looked after him and his family. I spoke to Darren as they checked into the hotel, same hotel as the the team, the Sofitel up there. Uh, cousin, my mate Bo Taff was with them, and they were really excited. And I said, "Oh, I think Bo went down and bought a jersey in yep. in the streets of Brisbane." And yep. uh, he ended up getting to the ground and got uh, B Taff written on the back, and, he, yep. and his his player number one one seven one. Unreal. He said, "I'm the only one at the ground that's got this," and he even got to go in the dressing room with a team song. And yep. and um, I think Keith, Uncle Keith. Yep. Um, ended up um, being part of the jersey presentation. His father, Darren, and yeah, fantastic. Yep. And the family's all proud, and my missus knows Blake's mum, and she said she'll come on the show if we want to have a chat to her as well. So oh, that'd be good. Yeah, well done to the club. Like you said, chaps, all the coaching staff, LO, you know, it works from the top down, and they're doing an amazing job. And uh, young Talis Duncan, who we got on later in the show, uh, I'm sure he'll have a good word to say about the club as well. This is Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors Gripper Clubs. The Rabbitohs home away from home. The place to play while the Bunnies are away. And this week it's Origin, Sunday, 8 o'clock. So no better place to go. Up to the Juniors Gripper Clubs, Juniors Kingsford, Juniors Maribra, or Juniors Malabar, where the, chi where the Chinese food is something else, isn't it? That, what about that? The Sancho Bao at the Juniors Malabar is... Oh, sensational. It's got the Salt and pepper calamari. It's got the crispy noodles in it. Yes, that makes it. It does. Oh, sensational. A couple of beers, knock that down and what's the origin? What else could go wrong, boys? Mm. Now, chaps, you found a stat that no one had grabbed, but now they're all telling us that Renault brought up a milestone in this game. Well, yeah, um, Adam Reynolds sits alone now in second place on the most capped rabbitos of all time in this famous club. And it, I thought they'd be, looking back on it, you'd think, People to play a lot more than 219 games to be sitting second, but that's what it is. Adam Reynolds, 219 games, and mm. got plenty more to go for the rest of this year. And congratulations to Adam. I know he'd be proud of that record. He's a Mad South fan, growing up, and, and still loves the club. Absolute legend of the club, and he would do everything to get us 22 and 21, boys. Exactly. His defence was good last night too, wasn't it? Oh, look, strong. Um, we didn't touch on it before, but. Well, Mavo said uh, our spine was unstoppable and all our set plays all starts with that man there, Adam Reynolds. Yep. He squares them up, he engages the Broncos' defence, draws a couple of defenders into him mm. and then gives Cody time or Luttrell or, you know, gives them the opportunity to play with a little bit of space. They did say that last night, that, that people don't notice that, but that's what he does. He draws them in. Does and creates that extra space on the left. It, it does. doesn't just happen. No. Cody gets the ball and all of a sudden he's in this good position because Renault's put him there. And then sometimes, and he always makes the right decision. Sometimes it's just a quick pass yeah. which he gives to Campbell Graham when he scored his second try. 
He needed an early ball. Yep. Renault, bang, early ball. Campbell steps off his right and goes through. So his decision-making in his passes is second to none, and that's why he's one of the best number sevens in the game. And he's a Redfern legend. And he took a, overtook another Redfern legend in Nathan Merritt. Yeah. No. There you go. Well done, two of the real great names of our club. So we just mentioned later on we're going to have Talis Duncan on because he's just been re-signed with another young player, chaps, that you had a look at. Yeah, um, Thomas Fletcher. I think he's from Canamble, same place as uh, Braden Bear. I mean, Braden Byrne. <laughs> apologies, <laughs> apologies to that silly journalist out there. Who, who was that, chaps? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Where you boo, chaps, for them press conferences? They're missing oh, you, mate. mate it's, You've got like, to get back there, I mate. like the Zoom ones. You mate. like the Zoom, eh? <laughs> COVID, we might be back in there soon. No, I've been, been a bit busy lately. Yeah, and um, he, he looks a, a fair size. He's, he's nearly 100 kilos, near on 100 kilos. Only 19, too. A big lump of a lad. Big lump of a lad. Plays for Campbelltown, St. Greg's, and they've got a great side this year. He's a bit younger than that, isn't he? I think, is he 17? He's, he's 17, yeah. Oh, 17. He's still only yeah. 17. Wow. Um, by the time he gets to us next year, I reckon uh, he'll uh, he'll be well over 100 kilos. Powerful thing, great defender, high work rate, good ball skills. Nice. Um, and one of his teammates also signed with us as well, and we worked with his father, Peter. Emmanuel Candidakis signed a two-year deal. He's going to play SG ball next year. He's in and the St. Greg system too. He is. He's a centre, powerful centre, winger. Plays a bit of fullback as well, so he's one to watch. He's come from, we grabbed him from the North Sydney Bears. SG ball side this year. They're really looking forward to watching him play. And Emmanuel, obviously you spoke about his father. They come from a great family. And that's the sort of young men we're trying to recruit here at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Is he a Rabbitohs supporter, Pete? No, he's a West Tiger. I think Pete, the yeah, father, but that's all right. We won't hold that against him. Well, we'll I turn work, him. We'll have to turn him. I worked with him. I thought he was a Rabbitoh, so we'll have to we'll have to confirm that. All right, let's go to our first break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. And now that we're all round the bar, and the captains declared it a quorum, we're thinking our way through the night, and we're having the time of our lives. Throw the empties away, start again For the boys of South Sydney are together And we'll drink till the dawn breaks again And may the sessions of South Sydney forever Okay, Rabbitohs Radio listeners Off the back of signing a couple of boom rookies during the week Including Thomas Fletcher, Talis Duncan Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, mate Thank you, yeah, happy to be here And congratulations on signing all the way through to 2025, mate, with with this mighty club. Yeah, cheers. It's um, yeah, like I'm real happy like to be locked in for that long. You know, it's just um, it just means my future sorted for the next couple of years, and um, you know, I couldn't be in a better place. Uh, what did it mean for the family, mate? Too. Oh, it was, well, that was massive. You know, um, came home, got my dad rang me. He's like, there's some he's been wanting since like he's been telling me this since I was four years old. So, and then um, yeah. It was massive. The whole family was real proud of me. My mum was all crying and that. So. Oh, good stuff, nice. mate. That's it was nice. mad, yeah. It's good to have a supportive family, mate. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, um, yeah I'm real lucky. I've got, like, a, got a real good family and they were all real happy for me and that. So Good stuff. Well, tell us a little bit about mum and dad and your sisters and that while well, we just brought it up. Yeah, sweet. So I've got... Um, so my dad's name um, is Kane and he's, um, he's like, in the Navy. He's been in the Navy for... A long time, long as, I, as long as I can um, like remember, and yeah, okay. um, 
my mum, she was. She where's, it, where's he based at, mate? So he's at the um, I think he's at, I think he's at um, at the dive team at the moment. So that's like, I'm not too sure where it is, but I know he's he's getting posted to um, like to Penrith, I think, in in, in the next few years. So wow, yeah. So he's he's um, I'd say he's a navy diver, and um, like in my head, I was always thinking, you know, if I can't play footy, it, it always sounds like a pretty cool job. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, does he love his footy, Dad? Oh yeah, he's a footy head man. He's always watching. Uh, he's, he's, he's always listening to this stuff. Always listening to um, like NRL 360 every night. Walk in, he's got it on. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't this? Doesn't the story go something about he's a fan of Gordon Tallis? Yeah, he loved him. He's, you know, like he loves that type of player, the real, uh, the real hard, aggressive player. So and then, um, yeah, like he's a New South Welshman. Always hated Queensland, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. He just must have had a soft spot for him. He yeah. just, yeah, he just loved the way he played. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, as much as we used to dislike Gordy when he played State of Origin, you you had to admire the way he played the game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What about what team did he support? Is he a Rabbitoh? He's a Roosters man. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I know the evil empire. I know. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Because his dad. We'll get him a scarf, mate. No, yeah. We got him on board. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's changing over. But I wouldn't yeah. tell him that. Uh, yeah. Too. Got him. I'm working yeah. him over. You know. Change him over. Yeah. All right, tell us. We haven't touched on any siblings, man. You got any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I do. So I got like all older than me. I got like two brothers and one sister. Yeah, they've played a massive part. They've probably played a big part in, in me being, I guess, like a tough footballer, you know. And like not just my brothers roughing me around, my sister as well when I was younger. So. Bit of backyard footy. Yeah, oh mate, we used to play knee footy, it, like inside in the oh, carpet. Yeah. Used to, used to, or, or, or my um, my knees always used to be bleeding <laughs> with my brother. Just, just you know. Holes in the walls, everything. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, that sounds like Cam Murray and his sister. Yeah, uh, yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. are their What are their names, mate? Give them a shout out. Yeah, so I got like Ryan. He's he's my brother, and then my sister's Riley, and then my oldest brother's Kai. And um, yeah, he's in Queensland at the moment. He's like in the army as well. And then yeah, my other brothers is Carpenter and like and a model really he's he's been doing some modeling stuff like that wow. so, yeah, so huh? we're, that's we're all giving it to him at home so there's hope uh, for you yet oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then yeah my sister she's starting to be um like a vet nurse oh, nice. so, so we're all got things going on and um yeah and they come and watch you play oh yeah they love it yeah my brother my oldest brother he's been one of my biggest like supporters or like always used to take me to footy whenever i needed it and always been there for me and like, same like um, like my sister and my other brother, you know, they're always, always supporting me. I'm like, I'm real lucky. Mm, like I said before, it's very important that you've got a very supportive family, especially from mum and dad. Yeah. And the brothers and sisters, mate, and that that goes a long way. Yeah, to you being successful. Yeah, yeah. Like mum and dad are so supportive. Um, like I spoke about dad earlier. Like, but my mum, she's, you know, when I was at Newcastle, um, I was living in the country. I was training at Newcastle, so she was driving me an hour and a half to training. And then an hour and a half home, which is which is a massive day. And oh, good on your mum. Real, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, like shout out to mum, you know. Yeah. And head of football, Mark Ellison, mentioned that in the in the press release about the signings of you and Tom Fletcher, mate. You got you come from a great family, good work ethic, and that was one of the big reasons in, in them identifying you and wanting to sign you right up, mate. Yeah, well, I'm proud of that. You know, I, I'm like, I'm hey, proud of my be. family. I, I'm proud of I'm proud of everything that they've done for me, and um, it's not something that goes unnoticed. So. Oh, well done. Unfortunately for us, we've got heads for radio, so the modelling contracts aren't rolling in at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, now, I might just 
get back to what we asked all our guests on the show, mate. Where are you from and what was it like growing up there, mate? Like, I moved to I uh, Sydney from, from, like, Jervis Bay when I was, like, oh, it, was, it, was, it was before primary school, so it was ages ago. And then like, I did most of my of my primary school and that in, in Sydney, just, like, Maroubra. And then I moved up to... Newcastle? Yeah, Dungog. Oh, yeah, Dungog. It's, it's a little country town, man. Yeah. And um, I moved up there and I was, like, I think it was, like, year eight. And then seen um, the school is not real big there. No, Primary school. Yeah, no, it's a it, it's a small town, but it's mad. It's mad to be honest. Yeah, so I was I was it was I was real different for me because obviously I was growing up in the city and then just going there, it's complete opposites, man. Like, yeah. no, no going to the shops after school for fun. Mm. Out there, you go to the river, you go fishing, you know, yeah. rope swings and stuff like that. And Did. The whole family yeah, right. move up to Dungog at that time? Yeah, yeah. So mum and dad wanted to get like a bit of, um, like a bit of land and that, and oh, yeah. just and just just kind of change things up. Mm. And then um, yeah, so we went there, and then it was it was that was real good. That's where I got um, like met my closest friends and that. Um, shout out to Will and Blake, you know. Yeah. So and then yeah, so I'm always going up there. Like whenever I get a bit of time, yeah, and I see my mates and that. Were you playing footy up there? Yeah, yeah, for a team called um, the Dungog Warriors. Just it's just it's just like a little country team. Just everyone in the town gets around it. They love footy there. They love it. And then yeah, just real tough brand of footy like out there. So you playing a Dubbo comp? Would it be Dubbo? No, comp? it was no. It was a Newcastle comp. Newcastle. Yeah, it was a Newcastle comp. And um, like I really enjoyed the footy out there. It's 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 not. It's not like Sydney footy. You get all, all the fancy players in, like in Sydney, but out there it's just who's tougher, you know. Real country town. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you said sorry, mate. You said you your family wanted to move up there to get some land. Did you live on a property? Uh, no, so we actually lived in town. Okay, but yeah, we had it was about like an acre. So and, and then like got a couple of chickens, got a couple of sheep. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. It was yeah, it was a big difference. But that's it. And so you mentioned it was quite fiery brand of footy up there yeah is that the sort of player you've modeled yourself on because you know your dad won like the fiery gordon Tallis, and you're known as a bit of a firebrand yeah um yeah i think so i think as well because um like i've I, like ever since i moved up to sydney i was i was playing and my coach was brett gillard i don't know if any of you know yeah, brett gillard. Gillard, yeah and man if, if if you know brett gillard played he was yeah he, he was real fiery and then so he's he's pretty much taught me everything i know about football mm. and um yeah that's just I don't know that's just I just that's just the way like I I play this the way I, I enjoy playing but um you know like always want to leave always on the field I never want to speaking yeah. of speaking of Gilly so after you finish Newcastle the Roosters signed you yeah to come down and play in the in their competition yeah yeah so I just and done uh, I just done my whole match year in like for the Knights and then um yeah and then I got a I got a call and like, like Roosters wanted to sign me for the, uh, the next year SG Ball, so I, I just came down here. Like Dad was working here at the time, so he had like a little place that he would go, and then he like he'd go up home like on the weekends. So mm. I was just living down here, just um, I was doing carpentry, I had um, like apprenticeship, and then uh, so I was doing that like, with footy, and then yeah, it was well, that first year of ball. I, um, I really enjoyed that year. It was a good year because. You know, just the unknown, just coming from, um, like back up there, and then I could just, yeah, mm. it was good. And, and was Brett Gillard your coach 
at the Estuary Ball as well? Um, so he would he would coach me for Paddington Colts. Yeah. But I was in touch with him the whole time I was in Newcastle. He would come up and watch me play, you know. I was I was always real close with Brett. So mm, He's a good fella. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. obviously had a good influence because there was a lot of raps on you over at the Roosters. They were comparing you to Victor Radley, like that sort of enforcer-type player. And so, yeah, you, you worked your game around putting your body on the line and putting big shots on. That's one of your the things you do? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I just... Yeah, I guess like you said, just throwing your body on there and I don't know, just seeing what happens. It's always it's always a gamble, but you know. Gilly played the same way, mate. Oh, Let yeah. me tell you. I've, yeah. I've, I've, seen, some, seen, some highlights. I've uh, seen some videos. I actually seen one video the other day and um he got called for a strip in the video and then he's just fucking blowing up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the ref just goes, You're off, mate. And he's just and, <laughs> and I I don't know if you know but when Gilly gets angry he gets his he gets his veins in his neck, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you can see in the video he's staring at the ref and the ref's just going to get off the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played against him many a times, mate, and he yeah. um yeah, he played with plenty of passion. Yeah. Played with his heart on his sleeve and yeah, I don't know, but he's a good fellow off the field as well. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So there was a little bit of an uproar when the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs managed to get you away from the Chooks and you came over to us. Right, yeah. And yeah, so Tell us a little bit about that time. Um, so yeah, so when I was, it was my second of, oh, yeah, my second year of born. It was um, like with, uh, like with the COVID and that, it was, like it was getting shut down, and I guess it just wasn't like there wasn't um, like a lot of like a communication between like my manager like in the club and stuff, and it was just I, like I guess I probably wasn't getting the opportunity. I, I, I felt like I, what I was putting in, I probably wasn't getting back out. And then, um, so they weren't looking after you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you can say it here and rub yeah. it as radio. Man. I know, but, you know, I'm not here to bag any clubs. You know? <laughs> nah, fair enough. Let, let, me do, let me do that. <laughs> yeah, we, we we love doing that here, but we don't want you to do that. So that's fair enough. So anyway, you found a home. Oh yeah. Now at the at the Rabbitohs, and so you're enjoying your time there now. Man, I'm loving it. I, it's um, it's like no other club I've ever been to. To be honest, it is, like I said before, like with, with opportunity and stuff, and that's and that. And that's what the South Sydney Rabbitohs is, you know. It's 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 it, like if you're playing well, then they'll give you a shot. And um and I just think that's the way it is. It's a real football club, you know. Mate, there's another player there that come from the Roosters as well, Louis Grosamy. Did he come over at the same time as you? Yeah, so it was me, Louis, and Dre Mercy. I don't know if you know Dre, but um he's so he lives like with Latrell and that because he's. His sister's married to Latrell, and they got um, some some children. And yeah. then yeah, so it was us three. We came over, and um, yeah, they're both weapons of players too. Louis, probably the fittest bloke I know, and like Andre, and he can even whack. Mm. Oh, that's good, mate. Would have made the transition a little bit easier coming over with a couple of boys that you know. Yeah, it was yeah, and it was like um, like we said before about the footy I play. It's um. I'm like I'm pretty much always button heads with the team I verse, right? And then I'd verse some of the South boys and then I was like, Oh, this is oh, this is not gonna be good, you know, I'm gonna come over here, they're all gonna hate me yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But um it took me about a week and I was uh, like and I was one of the boys. It was it's um and then uh, from there we just like us us younger boys, us Sestri Ball boys, we just had a bond and um I think with a full with a full healthy team, we would have went a lot further in the SG ball, mm. SG ball comp. So yeah, the you just mentioned that the SG ball had so much potential and it really wasn't fulfilled. But then yep. 
when that finished, you've played a few Jersey flag games now. Yeah, yeah. So I played, I think, about yeah, like maybe five, five or six games, and um, I got the opportunity when when it was at the bubble round. So like a lot of the a lot of the cup boys went to NRL, a lot of the a lot of the flag boys went to cup, and there was some spaces. So we debuted five or six new players, and um, and I was one of them, and then we won that game, and then we've just been. Like we got on a bit of a roll um, from then, and like, yeah, like, and I was lucky enough to be in the team. Yeah. A couple of you have gone up, so I know your your mates with Davy Mawali, who's another gun. Yeah, in the and you, we haven't mentioned this, but you are one of the Black Rabbitohs in the Elite Player Development Program. Yeah, and yeah. Davy's there as well, so it's it's quite a jump for a guy. You're only you're 19 years old. Yeah, 19. Yeah, so it's quite a jump for young guys like you to, and I think Davy's just turned 18. So yeah. for you guys to come up to that. 20s age group is a, is a bit of a jump, but you're handling it okay. Yeah, I think we are. I think um, I think the transition's been good. Like, like with the ball boys, especially a few of them, like like Josiah, you know, he's he's a freak man. So he just went up and just he was doing what he was doing in the ball, and then he went up and started doing it in the flag, and and then you got people like like Romano Cook, who's just he's actually been named our captain now for mm. for, for Jersey flag, and and like and he's 19, so like. Mm, awesome. like a massive rap to him and then Isaiah man he's 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 a beast up front so Just Isaiah Lalo, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We've, yeah we'll have to get him on too because I think his story would be great as well oh yeah 100% and he's, he's a real good, good guy a real good fella oh yeah. yeah Just going back to that SG ball program how important was it working with the likes of John Sutton and Renny Matua to your game mate it was it was huge it was um, man that coaching staff for an SG ball team was amazing like like we had John Sutton doing video on us. Like imagine that. That's yeah, what, like yeah. whenever anyone asks, like imagine imagine John Sutton doing video on on like on nineteen year olds. Yeah, it was it, it was mad, and he and he was especially being a, an edge back rower like like Sutto was and Rennie Matua, I've, who also played edge back row. Yeah, Rennie. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Rennie's probably one of the nicest folks I've ever met in my mm. life. So and and and, and both of them were so helpful in everything. And like I guess when they first. Came in, everyone was kind of like, "Oh, like, are we allowed to talk to him?" You know, like, <laughs> we were, like, everyone was nervous, and then I think they were just as nervous talking to all the boys, yeah. and then, yep. it, it, like, it was just, I don't know, we spoke to him a few times, he, he helped us out a few times, and then it was, and, and then we were just mates from there, really. Well, those two guys are two of your best mates, chaps. You can you can confirm. <laughs> yeah, well, that no, they, they really is. enjoyed the experience um, as well, mate. They enjoyed working with your young blokes, and I think they're looking forward to doing it over the next couple of years. Yeah. I'd, yeah, that'd be massive, eh? It's, yeah, I think it helped us heaps. Like, yeah, like I said, like, like when you got John Sutton doing video about you, there's not, there's not a sound in that room, you know. Everyone just, every, everyone's listening to everything he's got to say. Yeah, we're lucky to have him at the Rabbitohs. He's our greatest Rabbitoh. Three hundred and thirty-eight first grade, I think. Three thirty-six, mate. Three thirty-six, and, and but who's counting? And we yeah. Talk, yeah, but we talk about him being such an asset as the blue shirt for the first grade, even. Yeah. So he's out there running the blue shirt, helping the first grade, but he's helping young guys like you develop in the in the pathways. Yeah, he's everywhere, man. He's everywhere. Yeah. I him, he's all, all, like so to, to to the listeners out there, if you haven't seen Talis play, he plays in a headgear. Yeah, mate. Is, have you played with, in a headgear your whole career, or is it only just lately? Oh, it's, it's been all my life. So it's been um, like back in the days, I used to play in the big shoulder pads. Big shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, because, we all did that. Yeah, no, because mum was a worry what you know, so she's always going, no, nah, no. Nah. I promise you, she tried to get me to play in a neck brace one game. Shout out to mum. That's what mums are for. But, <laughs> shout out, Nat. So we have talked about 
Het knocks and HIA and that, and it is a serious issue. Is that something that you've had in your career so far? Any any tough knocks? Um, I, I had a bad head knock once. I was I was in um it was, it was while ago. I was in um I did New South Wales, and it was like it was like a trial, and um and yeah, I, I, can't, I can't remember a lot of it, but I think I, I think I got my head in a bad spot, and someone's hips hips got me, and yeah, it was, it was apparently it was, it was a pretty bad knockout, but. Mm. Other than that, I guess I've been pretty lucky. So you can understand why, you know, I'm me and Brownie in the same. But probably you two chaps is, you know, there's nothing worse than you know, getting your head in the wrong position and copping a knock like that, seeing stars. So yeah. you know, we can completely understand why the NRL's doing this, yeah. keeping the tackles below the shoulders and then head and protecting the head and the neck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I think it is in, in like in everyone's best interest to to be safe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, number one because yeah, because like they talk about it all the time. As a lasting effect and stuff like that. But that's that's right. right, and it's it's these new laws are designed for people exactly like you, a young enforcer working in the middle, putting shots on. So it's to help you develop your game to make sure you keep it protect the head, right. but also to protect you as well. So it's just a, it's a we we think that's the way the game's got to go, and and you know it's a it's a good thing. Yeah. And you can be healthy after football. That's a, that's the main ingredient right. about yeah. what this is all about. Yeah. You know, you can go through your whole career and have a couple of knocks, but you want to be healthy after football, yep. post-footy. Yeah. And yep. that's something that we're seeing in today's society where a lot of the old footballers are starting to suffer because of these head knocks. Yep. Well, even someone in your side this year, Terrell Colo-Colo, oh, yeah. he, he, he sort of sat out a, a lengthy period due to a head knock in, in the preseason. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, I feel for him because... He, you know, like he's such a great player, and um, like his body was healthy. It's just, it's, it's just that brain, and like, he, there's nothing he can do about it. You know, mm-hmm. like he's, like he, like he was working hard every training session, and um, but he was still having the like the symptoms, whatever they are. And, and so, tell us a bit about Terrell as a player. You've played with him. Yeah, I have. So I only got to play with him once this year. For um, it was against. Like Balmain, we actually lost that game, but you know, um, was that the semi? The one no, the that final? was in the rounds. So, like oh, okay. so yeah, yeah. that was, I think it was round nine. Yeah. So, um, but so he was going to be our captain for ball this year, and um, like, and I guess he still was, like off the field because he was um, like he's a leader there, and um, he's a good leader. So he's someone you want to listen to on that, and um, just a real good bloke. So, yeah, we're looking forward to him getting back healthy and. Seen him go around. He's Caps. a super talent, yeah. The, yeah. Just the, the way he moves and, and his running style and yeah, the way he holds the ball out in two hands. He's a he's a very exciting prospect. He can play in the centre, yeah. fullback. Um, he's someone we're looking forward to developing in the off season and, and coming back bigger and better next year. Yeah, yeah. mate. We we know you as, as Talus, but have you got a nickname? I don't know. I never really had one that's like I just really stuck. I was actually at a meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago, like with my manager and. Um, and like and the other South boys that he has, so Brock Gardner was there, and he's he's a real nice bloke, man. Um, Who's your manager? It's Governor. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Good fella, Brock. Yeah, oh yeah. And then like Liam Knight was there as well, and and his character, he's mad as so, yeah. and <laughs> like they were both heaps nice. Both gave me their number. I said if you ever need anything, but um, have we got a nickname for him over? Well, you, have you got one? What was the one you were going to say? Yeah, well, so I I introduced myself. And Liam Knight goes, I'll see you, Talis, eh? 
Yeah, so we'll call you Gordy. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, you know, just straight away. And I was like, man, I'll take that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, old man, I love that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, we've come up with TD, but Gordy's much better. Like, <laughs> Man, I'll, I'll take that. But, I, yeah. you know, I heard you don't get to choose your own nickname. So, nah, 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 it, nah, no, so right. just tell us a little bit about working with the top squad, some of the guys there. Obviously, I haven't done a lot yet, but, but um, I've been lucky enough to do – just like a few like sessions here or there, like a wrestle session and that. And um, but obviously when you go in and you're meeting the old boys, you're nervous. But um, I don't know, they've been so welcoming. Like for someone like me to come into their sheds and like and all them just like like introduce himself. I swear Cameron Murray comes up to me and goes, "Hey, mate, I'm Cameron." <laughs> I know, brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know who you are. Like, <laughs> like that's crazy to me. That like yeah. he's introducing himself just like that. Just you know, and they're all so nice and so welcoming. And um, he went all right last night. Cam, oh, didn't, didn't he? he? Oh. Oh. Yeah. I was actually I was, I was talking to Davy because because um, Davy texted me and was like, "Oh, like, congrats on resigning." I was like, "Oh, cheers." And he goes, um, "He goes." It's unlucky that you're behind Cameron Murray here on the <laughs> What about 30 carries and 60 tackles today? Yeah. Yeah, well. I was like, yeah. Well, there's, mate, two, there's, two, there's two spots in the back row. You know, yeah. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> mate, mate speaking, speaking of them older boys and the senior players, did you have a hero growing up or someone you looked up to and said, I want to be like him when I get older? Yeah, I probably had, probably had two. Um, one of them... It was Hargraves, yeah. Just because I like an enforcer. I enjoy the way he plays, man. And the other is um, like Sam Burgess, just oh. because, man. I, I I always watch that clip where it's over kickoff and he just grabs the ball in one hand yeah. and just just full power as hard as he Gets can. Gets a bulldog, yeah. Man, yeah. what a beast! What a beast! 100%. Yeah. yeah, one of the best players ever to play the game, I reckon. Animal, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah, and both of those guys have just got so much aggression and, and they just put themselves on the line just exactly what we said yeah. before that you're doing so two good role models there yeah, yeah. yeah. just glad you're not playing well for they're the type of player, player that says I'm going and you're if you want to come with me come yeah you know yeah, yeah. and as much as we you know we despise what, what the big fella does at the Roosters he, 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 he Hargraves Hargraves you just can't you can't fault his, his what commitment. about him on the weekend he played a full 80 minutes uh, and he's 250th game, so he's almost getting better, unfortunately. But anyway, <laughs> wish he played yeah, for no. us. <laughs> oh, I do. I've got so much respect for Hargraves, even though like I hate what he does to us. And sometimes he, you know, he, he goes, he crosses the line. But I think I prefer a player to do that rather than just go through the motions. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and, yeah. and the bloke you just mentioned, Cameron Murray, we'll talk about, we'll talk about him all the time. Um, but he, he's another sensational player, and he's amazing. He's, I think he's someone that's like. He's a, he's a real good person to look up to because there's nothing wrong with him. You know, mm. he, he talks yeah. well, he looks well, he plays well, yeah. like, mm. and and yeah. and you can just see he's like a kind person, a true professional. Yeah, oh, 100%. He, he's the best yeah. role model in the game today. Uh, in yeah, my opinion, yeah, I agree. Yep. Mm. Just like him, you have followed in his footsteps. He was on the podcast for us. So oh, was he? Yeah, he came on and he was. We've had them all on here, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get them all, mate. So, what do you like doing outside of footy, um, Gordy? <laughs> 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 yeah, just. Like hanging around, um, like with mates, whatever. Just going to the beach, play a bit of PlayStation. You know, I, I think I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah. And then, obviously, just working and stuff like that. But yeah, so I, you work at the same gym that I go to, Virgin Active at Zetland. Yeah. It's a great gym, isn't it? it? It's a good gym, man. It's 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 massive. I was pretty shocked when I went in there the first time. I'm like, 
Yeah, not giving a, we're giving them a free ad. We might yeah. as well. It's just got the big spa <laughs> pool and the you can do laps in the pool. It's two levels, lots of machines. It's it's a great place to work. The Junior's Kinks is a good one too. The, right? the Junior's Kinks for gym's good, but it's and it's cheaper too. So it's probably half the prices. But you know, you got probably twice as much at that gym. So yeah. So any plans for the future yet? I know you're only a young guy, so be maybe doing something in the fitness industry or. Yeah, well, I was actually talking. I was in talks with the club the other day. They're looking to do, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but they're looking to do like a partnership with, um, I don't know what gym it is, but, um, and then like where they'll put um, like young boys like through courses early rather than when they get halfway through, uh, like through their career and, they, and they've got like no qualifications. So, um, yeah, they're looking, like, and that's just another thing like with the South Sydney club, they're looking out for the juniors and that's from, that's from Harold Mass to NRL, so looking to do stuff like that and I and um yeah like I'd be keen on, on, on something like that with, a, with like a PT course or something like that. So do you have much involvement with Jan at the Rabbitohs? I love Jan. It's not one of the boys that would say a bad word about Jan. She's mm. she's one of the nicest women I've I've ever known and um if anything would ever happen to me I would call Jan. Mm. That's the first per- that would, like probably next to my parents that's probably the that's that's the first person I would call. There you go. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the support that, that Jan does does supply there, mate. Yeah, so Jen, she was the, um, she was nearly there at every at every training session, just uh, just getting around the boys and um, just you know she got a lot of the boys um, like, like work this year and, and 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 stuff like that. And then I remember when she found out that I that I resigned, she come and give me a like a big hug and mm-hmm. and and she's just such a lovely lady. And we're, like and we're really lucky to have her. She really cares about blokes like you and all the staff and. Everyone at the Rabbitohs, former players. So it's great that she's there for all of us, yep. people like you, because she cares about you, what you're doing outside of footy. She 100%. doesn't just care that you're a gun young forward playing for the Rabbitohs. She 100%. cares about your whole life, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, 100%. She cares about what type of person you are. She cares about, yeah, like you said, what you're doing outside of footy and uh, like, and if you need anything. And, um, you know, it's not empty words. It's never empty words of Jen. Like what Jen says, like she means... Yes, I and know. That, and then that's just, and that, and that's one of the best things about this club. Like no other club has a welfare team. Like, like no one else is doing stuff like South is doing stuff. Mm. Doing no. a lot of stuff off the field, mate. Yeah, and yeah. Look, we've got a um, segment every week. Spotlight on the pathways brought to you by What If It's Aussie for Travel. Do you mind hanging around and have a little chat about your sort of day to day life in the in, in the pathways, mate? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right, let's roll into that. All right, mate. We've just obviously we're not playing this weekend. Yeah, but the bye week. What's a typical week um, in the pathways, mate? What would you be doing Monday to Sunday? So, um, like once a month, we have um, like a black rabbit sessions, which is um, so we'll go to Redfern, and um, man, that's uh, that's amazing. It's it's like it's all the NRL stuff. Like, like we talk with JD, like JD's doing video on us, you know. So it's like it's like it's really special, and it's it's really helped. Because and then like we got like all the people in the gym, you know, just doing all all their all their programs. Yeah. All their all their weights. Hundred percent. And it's good to feel prioritised. Yeah. You go up there and, and you feel part of the team. Yeah, hundred percent. It's yeah. good to see that really that hard work like pays off, and at the end of the day, you got something to show for it. And mm. like, and that the club club recognises that that you're putting in, and like, and now you're getting um. Like rewarded, you it's know? like a reward to to get to the Redfern Oval. Yeah, in that system. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Joe was talking about at the start of the year. Like as it should be, it should be a privilege to go to Redfern with mm. like, 
with such history and that it like it should be um, a privilege to get to train there it should be like and it is and it's a privilege to play there as well and how many boys are in that that squad that black rabbits program oh there's a few of us so there's 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 a couple of boys from from the Harold Mats and then the old SG ball team and mm. the Josie Flex side and the girls too oh yeah yeah 100% the women I think I'm pretty sure they just got two wins in a row so yeah, yeah they did yeah. they're killing it now yeah, yeah. and they're going for three on Saturday yeah against the Tigers which will be a tough test for them but I think that's their last game for the year so you work with those girls as well so you, you, for those that don't know the Pathways train the big sessions at Erskineville Oval okay, on a Monday yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've gotten to know. Tell us about some of the, the girls in the team and also some of your mates at the in the squad. Yeah, sweet. So when I was younger, I went to um, to Matchville Sports, and I went there like, with Davey and like, Akira, Akira Kelly. Yeah, Akira Kelly, and I remember watching her at Mato, and she was a freak then. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a real good footballer, and um, I think she kicked the field goal on the weekend. Yeah. No, she kicked the winning goal oh, about thir- win- 35 out. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. 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 She's got a good boot on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's good. We've got, we've got a really good um, like relationship with everyone. Like, there's no there's no little groups. Like, the Jersey Flag boys won't walk past the Harold Mats boys. Like, everyone's 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 friendly. Everyone's at, like, everyone's one, big at one family. big group. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and I think that's what Joe wanted when he wanted us to train at Oka. Yeah. He said, like, he said, uh, he, he said all year, like, let's thrive let's thrive in the chaos like, like we love it you know? yeah that's good mm, yeah. yeah and along with the announcement of your signing and Tom Fletcher we'll touch on Tom shortly South just announced that they're going to have a little bit more in the pathways for the women we're going to have a Tasha girl under 19s team right. and we're going to have an under 17s team so there's going to be that nice development through the South juniors into those rep squads going forward so that's pretty pretty big from the club and I think that's um, sort of a couple of little baby steps going towards getting a um, a women's NRL team in the future. Yeah. Well, they just recently announced a couple of more teams in the women's NRL, and we weren't one of them. But I'm hearing a whisper that that might not be too far off. So we're not yeah. going to m- mention anything yeah. yet. But and uh, that pathway sort of announcement during the week would be would be about getting nice, nice and strong. Yeah, it's leading yeah. into that. Well, they yeah. want to go in and be super competitive, don't they? They don't want to go in and just make up the numbers. No. Mm. When they arrive, they want to go in with a bang and. Just going back to Erskineville Oval there, mate. Uh, being single and a young bloke, have you ventured across the road to the old no-names? <laughs> yeah, I actually, actually went there with some of the boys uh, and Sutter and Rennie. It was, it, was, it was one of the first times I met them. And, um, and yeah, like we went across for a feed. Oh. And, uh, and that was probably when I realised like these blokes just aren't very nice for training. These are really nice... It, like, these are really nice people. These are really good people, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Mate, No Names has been around for years and years and it was a bit of a tradition when we were playing, wasn't it, It Mabe? was, yeah. And shout out to Worskinville Bolo and Justin there. They yeah. put one of our banners up out the front, so you oh, you might see it right on the corner there when you go there. But yeah. Yeah. is he single? Are you single, mate? You were you just yeah. assuming that? <laughs> I was just assuming. Hey? Oh, well, we can confirm it now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're on the market. <laughs> well, mate, it's been a great chat. We've... From what we've spoken to you about, you're in a great system at the Pathways. Right. You know, you're in a good space in your personal life, and you've got, you know, you've got a, a team looking after you as far as Jan, and you got you're working with the first grade, so you've you've got a big future ahead, mate. Sky's the limit, mate. Sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a real good spot, you know. Just like you named everything, everyone like everything's going real well for me at the moment, and um, you know, like I just want to like enjoy it, and 
like appreciate it for what it is. You know, everything. Yeah. Like I got, yeah, like you said, I got everything. Yeah. Like at the moment, just yeah. uh, like, all, like all the support in the world and like in the clubs, a huge part. A lot of, of young kids, mate, strive to to be where you are today. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Like we just said, sky's the limit, mate. Keep training hard. Yeah. Yes. Put the effort in. Yeah. One day, hopefully, you emulate the great Gordian. Pull on a first grade jersey oh. for the mighty Rabbitohs. Well, Although he didn't play with the Rabbitohs, <laughs> but still, yeah. yeah. Well, he was involved at the Rabbitohs. He, he was, was on the yeah. coaching staff. So that's the goal. You want to play first grade one day? Yeah, that's the dream. That's been the dreams. I've been playing footy since I was four years old. I was playing off in like my brother's side, and, you know, and that's and that's always wanted to want. It's always been it. And some kids wanted to be an astronaut. I just, I, I just wanted to play footy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, when you or do, maybe a navy diver. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that week you do. You promised us you'd come back on the podcast. We'll have another chat about the day we talked about it. 100%, man. Good on you, mate. 100%. Good on you, mate. Talus Duncan, thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Boys, that was great to have young Talus in the studio. What a humble young man. Comes from a great family, by the sounds of it, too, boys. Definitely, mate. Young Gordy. <laughs> yeah, Gordy. Got the nickname Gordy. And yeah, look, a great young kid and uh, from Dungog, a place that I know. Actually, walks. I got it mixed up. Yeah, you did. Well, I was thinking of Dunny Do for some reason on the way to Dubbo. Dubbo, yeah. And mm. I should have known. I drove through there last week, Dungog, yeah. on my way to Tamworth. But anyway. Well, you would have seen the scenery. I actually walked oh, beautiful. through there when I'd done my walk from the Gold Coast to Sydney and walked through Dungog, the home of the great Dougie Walters. But yeah, no. Great family by the sounds of it and a great young kid. And to look at him, he's. Very clean cut. You wouldn't pick him as this enforcer on the field. He just looks like a nice, young, clean cut, good looking young bloke. But when he gets on the field, he's uh, putting those shots on and he, he is tough. He hits like a Mack truck and he can turn a game in defence, as Soto's uh, alluded to mm. to me in the past. But but not only that, he's got a bit of skill with the ball. If, you, if you've gone out to watch him play, which we have watched a lot of pathways mm. in the past couple of years, and he, he, he sort of. He's got the show and go, and he's he's got a nice pass on him left to right. Mm. So he's uh, he's one to look out for. And not only that, he was so impressive that Leon and Sado and Rennie gave him the Player of the Year in the SG Ball for 2021. So that's not a bad rap. Yep. It was a good group of players too, wasn't it? Yep. Exactly. And it's a seamless transition straight into the jersey flag playing against the older boys, and he doesn't look out of place there either. So I expect him to be up in that first-grade squad in the next few years. By the time... He's, well, he signed till 2025. That's their opinion the club's got on him. They've got another four years. He tied up for another four years. And and we just spoke to him before he left, and he said, Peter Mamazelis, he said, he's the smartest footballer he's ever seen. He said, I've never seen anything like it. If there's, if the markers aren't there, bang, he's off. And he's reading the play. So same with Pete. Pete signed that long contract as well. And we mentioned Taffy, our boy Blake Taff, who we love, a local boy. And we're mates with his dad, Darren. And he had a sparkling debut. Typical country boy, Talis is. We've seen him come and go, haven't we? Les Davidson, Dave Gillespie, some of the greats of the game all come from the bush and uh, Talis is another one of them by the looks of it. And we just touched on it. It's good that we got him from the Roosters. We stole him from their clutches <laughs> and we looked at a bit of the chook Another pen. one. Looked at a Look, bit he didn't the... want to bag the Roosters in any way. No, that's right. No, um, no, we didn't want him to. And we're, we're, that's our job, chaps. And yeah, well, there was a bit of an uproar. And basically, I... they didn't look after him. In my... Look, he didn't say that, but um, I'm just reading between the lines. And uh, yeah. we've snapped another one off of mate. Yeah, well, I looked at the chook pen where there was a bit of banter from them. And they were fuming about it. And they were saying the kids, you know, 
he's always been a standout compared to Radley. He's a bit more of a firebrand than Radley. So he's got a big future. And, and like I said to him, he's in a great system. All he's got to do now is just do what he's doing best, play footy, work hard, and he's got a good head on his shoulders. Rabbitohs Radio is proudly brought to you by Export Freight Systems. We support Aussie manufacturers. If you're thinking of selling, contact NG Farrah Real Estate and tell them Rabbitohs Radio sent you. We are proudly supported by the Juniors Group of Clubs. Join the Juniors Fitness Centre today for just $19.95 direct debit. Now it's time for Remembering a Rabbitoh, brought to you by Export Freight Systems, by yours truly, Brad Ryder. Thomas Anderson, Rabbitoh player number two. Born on the 10th of May, 1887, in Redfern. He's one of your boys, Brownie. Yeah, mate. There's plenty of us around. And no wonder he grew up playing for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. 1887, eh? That's 100 years before I made my debut in 1987 in Redfern. Ding. There's another one of the Mavo <laughs> references. Is that two or three? <laughs> oh, it's three or four, I think, yeah. Well, so far. So but look, I'm not here to count, but... Hey, we've still got a little bit to go yet. And he was a winger, a bit like you, Mavo. Yeah, well, I, I was too. Four. <laughs> <laughs> and, mate, he obviously played for the Rabbitohs in 1908. Finished up in 1910, playing 29 first-grade games, 22 tries, one goal, so he's a try-scoring wizard, this bloke. Then he went over and played with the Tigers for a year and finished up at Newtown in 1913. Now, Thomas played four games for New South Wales, scoring six tries. And in 1908, he also played for the Kangaroos. One game, one try. He's also remembered for playing in the very first rugby league game in this country. And I know this because we featured Arthur Hennessy on the show previously, and listeners would have maybe remembered that. But, yes, the first game of rugby league was a possibles and probables from South Sydney. And Tommy Anderson was in the possibles. And so, yeah, and he's, I think he might have scored a try in that game as well. And that but, took place just down the road, him over. So yeah, Joseph Banks. So Joseph Banks Park. So he was in the Possibles, but then forced his way into the Rabbitohs team in the very famous first game the Rabbitohs ever played against North Sydney. That's right. Now, Birchgrove Oval. Now, blokes were talking about that at work the other day, saying it's the first game, and I, I chipped him on that. So no, it was down at Botany in the South Sydney heartland. Yeah, but it wasn't actually a comp game. It was a, it was just it was a historic because it was the first rugby league game, and they had a a guy come in and explain people to the players how to play. Because they, they brought him out by a boat from England yeah. to, to officiate and sort of um, facilitate the game mm. as they were going on. But anyway, that very first game at Birch Grove Oval, South beat Norths eleven seven. Scoring three tries to one, and Tommy had the honour of scoring the first ever try for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and the first ever try in rugby league. That's unbelievable. Oh, well, the very first try in rugby league was actually scored just a bit earlier by a rooster, which he got beaten to the punch. The games were on the same day, but very first day anyway. That's in dispute, I think. But anyway. <laughs> it's in dispute here on Rabbitohs Radio. <laughs> uh, maybe the Roosters Radio team will have to talk about that one, but. Anyway. And Tommy averaged a try a game that year and gained selection in the New South Wales Blues team that beat Queensland 43-0, and he scored four tries, this bloke. So it's a bit like this year, yeah, 2021. Yep. The Blues have knocked them off by a margin of around 
44 points, 43 points here. Not, not, not too dissimilar to this year. And he has the distinction of being the first ever scorer for New South Wales as well as the Rabbitohs. Oh, wow. So when you see all those Origins tries for the Blues, uh, the Queenslanders, think of Tommy. Our boy Tommy Anderson, Rabbitoh number two. Wow. As a historic player. And he had a big season in 1908 too, chaps. It wasn't just that. He was selected for the Kangaroo Tour, along with five other South teammates, Arthur Butler, Billy Cairn, Jim Davis, Arthur Hennessy, and Johnny Rosewell. Yep. And what happened was, the story goes, is back then, the Kangaroo Tour took precedence over the, the finals footy because it was all new. And they set sail for England on the 15th of August and didn't play in the final where the Rabbitohs famously beat the Roosters, 14-12. And the story goes with the Roosters is that they lost their best player, the great Daly Messenger, Daly M, who you called Daly M last week, chaps, which I'm sure is, you know, we've corrected that now. Daly M. Yeah, so they lost six players, we lost five, and our understrength South team got the chocolates, and forever we'll have bragging rights on that. But, yeah, they didn't have Tommy Anderson, our first try scorer. They didn't have... Arthur Hennessy, the father of the Rabbitohs. So we were we had a couple of fair players out as well. Now he ended up being kangaroo player number nineteen, just for the for the record books there, boys. Now in skip forward a couple of years there in nineteen in the nineteen ten season, Tommy was assigned to keeping East Danger Man, Daily Messenger, quiet, instructing him to hit Messenger hard and often every time he got him. My old man used to say that to me. The halfback, especially the halfback, he was always the playmaker. After he passed the ball, make sure you hit him and he gets on the ground and he's got to get up. Can't do it these days. No. no. But back in the day, it was sweet. Yeah, back in the day, you could do a lot more. Now, Messenger had famously quit Rugby Union and come over to Rugby League in 1908. He was a huge signing for the code. And obviously, Tommy was... Given the job of marking him, sounds like it was a tough task because somehow Tommy lost form and lost his place in the Rabbitohs. A bit like yourself, Mova, <laughs> yeah. in 87. I'll bring it back to me again. <laughs> Five, ding. Five. Yeah, well, I let him down that track. Yeah, well, anyway. me and Tommy were failed South wingers at some stage of our career. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't really... Well, you weren't failed after 1987 because you come back in 1988, Mova, and had a great year. Yep. So, well, there you go. So, and Tommy did as well. He he failed on eighty-eight and eighty-nine. Thank you. But he failed on his assignment with the great Daly Messenger, and you know, there's probably plenty tried and failed in that task. Now, after he retired, Tommy enlisted in the Australian Army in nineteen fifteen, and finished up going to World War One. Yeah. Boys, so he saw action in France on the battlefields of France. Wow. So, it's a far cry from growing up in Redfern, scoring tries at Birchgrove Oval, as it was back then. But he's on the battlefields of France. So, he's lived a life, Tommy Anderson. I wonder if he's related to our former coach, Chris Anderson. Obes. Obes. A great man, Chris. Maybe. Now, different medical conditions stopped him from playing rugby league ever again. He died in virtual obscurity at the military hospital, Ramwick. On the 24th of November, 1928, aged 
Only 41, boys. Very young. Mm. That was only 20 years after he made his debut for the Rabbitohs. Mm. So. so life expectancy was quite shorter back then, but not 41. And maybe the injuries he copped on the battlefield had something to do with that. Mm. And we'll never know, but it was a long time ago. But he'll always be remembered as Rabbitoh number two. First try for the Bunnies. And New South Wales. And New South Wales. The South Sydney, New South Wales, kangaroo legend was laid to rest at Rookwood Cemetery on the 26th of November, 1928. We don't know if he was ever married, but uh, there's a story of Tommy Anderson, boys. And I'm going to share the article that I wrote about Arthur Hennessy and Tommy's in that. And I'm fascinated by that whole 1908 era and you know the Rabbitoh story. It's a story that will never get old for us and... It was a different time, you know, like I think there was no aircraft back then and people didn't have TV, they sat in front of the radio and I think the legendary... No phones? No, no, no phone. phone. Oh, there might have been telegraph, but yeah. the legendary Don Bradman was born that year, so different time. Well, it's amazing No that buses, they, only trams. Mm. It's amazing that they actually had a kangaroo tour in the very first year of rugby league. Yeah. Like, so we are only a few yeah. months or so into it and they oh, bang, we're going on a kangaroo tour wow. in England. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, yep. How the funding worked back then? <laughs> mm. Anyway. Well, they all, hopped, they all hopped on a ship and it took them a couple of weeks to get there. That's why they all had to leave before the grand final mm. to get over there and play the Poms. It was a long tour for them. I bet, I bet you the Poms would have been well-versed then. They probably would have touched us up first year. Well, we might have to check that check on that. Yeah, well, Dally M might have had something to do with that. I wonder if Dally M and Tommy... Combined on the field later on. He couldn't know him, but then he's playing alongside him for the Kangaroos. Yeah, a, there's another story that we may never be told because this might not be written down anywhere, but anyway, good story, chaps. Well done. Anyway, he lived the life, Tommy. And thanks again to Brad Ryder because he's produced some of that info and it's, it can't be found anywhere else. Let's chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. NRL News brought to you by NG Farrell Real Estate. Now, boys, we'll just uh, touch quickly on Boyd Cordner. What a champion he was, and he retired during the week. And there were some great tributes towards him, and um, what a competitor. And we love bagging the roosters here, as you know. The utmost respect for Boyd Cordner. What a warrior of this game. And I really feel sorry for him. I can't say I'm not unhappy that he's not going to be terrorising us anymore because he did tend to uh, do I'm that. I'm happy we don't have to come up against him because he used mm. to score a few tries. He ran a great line, didn't he? Mm. But he was the Blues captain. He's a, a legend of the game. And 29 years old, career cut tragically short through this HIA issue. Now, we've spoken to Talis earlier about it and we've spoken about it on the show this is why this needs to be managed. Because poor old Boyd, he's quit now. He'll never get another head knock. But he might have had already had enough that later in life he may suffer. Mm. And he just, the way he plays the game, he just put himself on the line. And, and this is sometimes a collateral damage from that. But at sure. least now we know younger players, younger generations coming through may not have to suffer mm. that career worth of head, head knocks. Just on that, Mova, you said the way he plays the game. He was a no-frills type player. Now, he's gone on to win, I think, maybe two grand finals 
He's gone on to play for New South Wales and captain New South Wales. He's gone on to play for Australia and captain Australia and had success. And he was a no-frills player. So mm. what a an absolute champion he was. And uh, he lived with a, a popular family around the mascot area, the Masons. And we had the opportunity, the mighty Rabbitohs, of maybe we could have got him. Mm. I've heard that too, that we there was an opportunity there and it didn't happen. The rest is history. And he obviously signed the Roosters, but uh, I know... Tar- Tari, old boy. You had to come home to a mad South Sydney family after training every week in those yeah. junior teams, and mm. I'm sure they would have tried to coerce him over to the Rabbitohs, but anyway. An icon of the evil empire. Boyd Cordner, best of luck for your future, mate. We, we do love your work here at Rabbitohs Radio. And speaking of state of origin, just before with Boyd, origin two boys... Thoughts? Well, Brownie, you're supposed to be going, but now with this COVID flare-up, that's all been put in jeopardy. Yes, I've cancelled my accommodation at this stage. But, look, I'm really hopeful that we can still get up there. Well, I am too, because you're going to be guest of the coach, your mate Freddie, and you're going to take us behind the scenes of Blues camp, Origin 2, mingling with all the players. Yeah, I'll be in uh, the Origin camp and... So who's this guy? Razzle Dazzle Brown. Look at this guy. Who's oh, you know, Darren? Darren. You know, <laughs> just what I do, isn't it? <laughs> but no, really. Look, I was looking forward to it. I was originally going to Melbourne for Game One, and that got called off because of COVID. And now this is in jeopardy as well. So really hoping that things get sorted, and I can travel up there next Friday. Well, this is a unique origin. It's a Sunday standalone, twenty seventh of June, SunCorp Stadium, seven fifty. So, Origin Forever and a Day has been the Wednesday. Now, this is a Sunday, so it's quite different. But all bets are off now. We're going up to Suncorp. Although we smashed them up in far north Queensland. Speaking of bets, we're $1.40. $1.40 us. But Queensland is two ninety. We're $1.07 to win the series. Queensland are eight fifty. But we've all seen it before. We can't get overconfident. There'll be a different side up there. They won't have Ponga. He's been ruled out. Mm. And we don't, we're hearing he's... Got some injuries and maybe some off-field issues, chaps, we're not going to touch on. But, yeah, well, he, so he's not going to terrorise us, which is a good thing. Chaps touched on it last week. Harry Grant and Cam Munster, they're going to be better for the run. Yep, they'll have oh. two games under their belt since game one. Um, the form of Will Chambers is sort of lit up the eyes there of Paul Green. He's looking at maybe selecting him to try and shut down at least Latrell Mitchell in the centres or try and at least put a little bit of a dampener on him because they've got to somehow stop Latrell Mitchell. Tommy Turbo and Tedesco. Do you bring... Do How you, do you stop them three blocks? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can. I might have to I'm put laughing. in an exemption. I said, can we have 18 players on the field? Yeah. And they yeah. have 13. Yeah. I don't think you can. They're talking about bringing in Reese Walsh for the fullback position. What do you what think do you about thought? that? Oh, I think he's a bit young. Don't, a bit don't, he looks like he's got a great future. Don't, don't but, kill the look, kid. Look, is he going to do any worse than what they've got there now? Valentine Holmes? Well, AJ mm. Brimson was good. Was it last year? He played mm. pretty well. I think it was in game one in Adelaide. I'd I'd be rolling the dice with him. Mm. Give him a run, maybe put Holmes on the wing where he plays his best footy at rep level mm. and go from there. Boys. They're an ageing roster, aren't they, really? They're, they're back line. Kyle Felt. Capel, who's a back rower. He's playing in the centres. Valentine Holmes, who went to NFL and is not playing real good footy at the Cowboys. So no wonder our outside backs had a field day in game one. And I expect it to be the same 
in game two, boys? Well, I was just going to say, funny you should say that, I expect them to bounce back up there at Suncorp. We heard what Lottie said last week, what it's like. If ever they're going to lift for a game, game of their life, it's going to be this. They have got two superstars in Harry Grant and Cameron Munster, so you'd think they couldn't have gone much worse than the hammering we put on them. But like you just said, Chaps, those, our three superstars, it's, it's almost an, an impossible task. And, and, then, and then you add Cam Murray, Damian Cook. Mm. You know, I just I don't think they've got the team or the coach mm. to turn it around. Well, the betting says they haven't, but that Queensland spirit that I'm, I'm sick of hearing about, I think we can put them away. I, I, I'm confident we'll do it too. Yeah, we've got to have faith in Freddie. I think what's probably been missed is his tactics were mm. perfect. Exactly. Tactically, mm. we, were, we were streets ahead for Paul Green and his coaching staff. Yeah. yeah. And Freddie, we trust. And speaking of Freddie, one of the selection dilemmas he has is that Angus Crichton will be available. And I read an article where he was asked about this, and he said, yes, Angus would have been there, and he's, and he's been playing great for the Roosters. But on the other hand, Martin played great as well and did his job, and he's been going unreal for the Panthers. So some, something's got to give, and... As we record this, they play each other tonight, which is ironic that they're going to have to battle it out, and that may decide, because I think Freddie said the names are only pencilled in. Well, we might go to our back row on the show. Darren Brown, um, put your coach's hat on. Where are you going with this one? You've got to side this one, 50-6. to six. Going into game two, the cauldron. Uh, Angus Crichton's done nothing wrong. He's been strong all year. Mm. He was really strong late last year. Do you go back to the well, grab Angus, or, or are you sticking with Liam Martin? I think Freddie will. I think he'll go with Angus Crichton because he would have been one of the first edge back rowers picked in game one if he was available. Is that a Roosters thing, though? Do you think maybe that'll that'll have something to do with it? Maybe Nick Politis. Nick Politis. <laughs> Another Roosters conspiracy. <laughs> Freddie but, and Nick are, are good mates. But no, well, Freddie said that he's uniquely placed because he's in the commentary box. I thought chaps the asked me. Well, sorry, I'm thinking okay. of another one for me, chaps. Another <laughs> one. Another one. No, look, um, yeah, look, I, I think he'll, he'll go with um, Angus. Liam Martin did his job in game one. He didn't get a, a great deal of game time, but come on and, and did the job that was asked of him. And it was his first origin, so he's got that experience now. But I think Freddie will bring Angus Crichton straight back in, whether he starts in the first 13 or comes off the bench I'm not sure but I think uh, Angus Crichton will get picked Tarek Sims comes into calculations as well he could be you know, I think they've got to get through this weekend I think he yeah. was solid mm. but um, before we we're recording here on a Friday this game will be over that I'm about to mention the two number 11s for the Sydney Roosters the Evil Empire versus the Penrith Panthers happen to be Liam Martin and Angus Crichton they're going to have a square off tonight. Mm. Whoever comes out on top, that might be the Blues jersey right there. Lee, Liam yeah. Martin's all over him. That's or, what you just said. I did, but you did mention that Liam didn't have much opportunity. For, but from what I heard, I think Freddie says he, he showed a lot of aggression and he actually played well. Oh, no, he did. So 100%. It'd be really, you feel like you'd be really hard done by if that was taken away from him after he performed at that level. Mm. And I'd, I'm going out, I'd stick with the side. We've, I didn't fallen, say we've fallen into this trap a lot where we, we change the side, pick and stick. Yeah. There was a Queensland... Th- but in saying that, Angus Crichton was the, down, was the Sit form... Sit down, mate. up. <laughs> Angus Crichton was the form back rower of the competition True. prior to Origin 1, and it was only unfortunate that he was suspended because he would have been the first... We had no edge back rowers mm. to pick from. Mm. 
They were t- and a couple of them played out of position. Cam Murray, mm. who plays 13 in the middle, mm. played on the edge, done a tremendous job and was probably, you know, the reason why we got off to a really good start in Origin 1. And our couple of reserves, Campbell Graham and Keon, they might be in with the squad again. And Campbell couldn't have played much better. So if one of the centres goes down... And how good did Keon go last night? So oh, they've taken Keon. a lot out of that experience. Well, they've got to get through these games too, boys. Mm. Sims, uh, Martin and Crichton. They've got to get through this And as I, yeah. As I, yeah. They've got to get through this. And who knows? Yep. Maybe they might get one of his bold predictions correct... Um, this time next week, so we'll see what happens. I hope there's no injuries and Freddie's got a no. selection dilemma because we need to go in. I'm going with Liam Martin, personally. Full strength against no. the Maroons. I'm not changing that side. I think Keon played 18. Uh, Is it the Maroons or the Maroons? It's the Maroons. Maroons. <laughs> Anthony Maroons. <laughs> I think Keon played 80 minutes. He did. And he ran for nearly 200 metres. Plenty oh, of plenty weapon. of defence. Weapon. Absolute weapon. And he the offload of Taff. That was a beauty. Yep. yep. Yep, he's and, and he's running the ball with one hand. He's a little bit like Sonny Bill now. I'm loving it. Yes. How good is he's it? He's a dummy on the inside, one on the yeah. outside. Oh, yeah, it was it's, brilliant. It's actually so unbelievable skillful. to watch his evolution, of, like I've said it before, from a, a bloke that's come off the bench and forced his way in. And now he's he's just a star on the rise. I know they made a few errors, but they'll play in a little bit of like touch footy there for a little bit, a, a period mm. of that game where, mm. you know, they were catching and passing. And it, was, it was really good to watch. and. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, don't forget to rate and review, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel because we feel like we're producing some great content for you. Take it away, Maroon. Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if it's Aussie for travel?